Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Nothing like kicking back for another Growing in Grace podcast. Mike Kapler here, Joel Brzezinski with me, and glad to have you with us too. We appreciate it. Growingingrace.org, all of our past archived programs are right there. How you doing, Joel? I'm just kicking back. I really am enjoying my tea. You know, I I love my coffee, but I have become such a tea drinker uh, over the last few years and just love my tea. <laughs> I'm so, trying. I'm trying to become a tea drinker. <laughs> I, I read where... Uh, <laughs> you need to try harder, brother. Yeah. <laughs> I read where tea is the most drank beverage in the world. I, be- I bet it is. You know, I think here in the United States, we probably drink a lot of coffee, but I know all over the world, and I was just eight years old when I began drinking tea. I moved from St. Louis, Missouri over to uh, Stockport, England. I was so fearful because I knew that they have tea time over there. And I was (laughs) so fearful that I was going to have to drink tea. And then I got over there and I realized, okay, tea time doesn't mean you have to drink tea. It was really, at least for us, it was just meant supper time. But anyway, eventually we got offered tea. I mean, I'd go to my friend's house, friends who were my own age, go over there and they would say, would you like some tea? And eventually I thought, well, I'll try it and put some milk in it and some sugar. And I loved it. And now I just drink my tea with a little bit of honey. I just love it like that. But Yeah, there's, uh, there's some pretty weird stuff out there in the tea department. I, I think when we were on vacation recently, we... We went into one of these places where I, I just walked in and I felt like I was on drugs or something, just, <laughs> just, just, just smelling the yeah. stuff. I like chai tea as well, and that stuff really, my, my wife can smell that through, out the house, you know, and she's like, <laughs> are you drinking that chai tea again? But I love it. There's Good. worse things out there. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> All right, so, well, this week uh, I was thinking that something we probably haven't really talked much about, Joel, is... Um, the thing called the Great Commission, maybe uh, we can address the subject of witnessing, as it's often called. Let's try to look at these things through the eyes of grace and see if we can't come up with some encouragement for people out there wondering about something as big as the Great Commission that uh, most of us, at least if we've had any kind of church experience, we've been told some of these things from the very beginning that we are commanded to go out and share the good news with, with everybody. So that's uh, something that we're going to uh, be looking at today on Growing in Grace. Yeah, well, grace does that, right? It enables you to go out and share <laughs> the gospel with everybody you see. And if you haven't done it today, you get out there. If it's 11.59, you've got one minute left in your day to get out there and witness to somebody. <laughs> well, I'm just you know, there, there are people who have wrestled with this sort of thing, and, and unfortunately... They feel like if, if they haven't led somebody to Jesus Christ, if they haven't gone out and, and shared the good news with somebody this week or this month or even today, they start to feel guilty because of it. Because, I mean, they were commanded to go do it, and Jesus commanded them, and uh, they just haven't been doing it very good, and they don't know how to do it. They're not comfortable doing it. So then guilt and condemnation comes in, and, of course, that's not the way it's supposed to be, is it? No, of course right. not. I'm looking in, uh, well, let me just start with this one here because there are several instances of the so-called Great Commission. 
in the Gospels, but in, in Luke, last chapter of Luke, chapter 24, Jesus said, It is written, and it was necessary for Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations at Jerusalem, beginning at Jerusalem. And you are witnesses of, the, witnesses of these things. Uh, behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but wait in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. There's just one passage there. So one thing you've got to keep in mind about this thing called the Great Commission, Jesus wasn't talking to a multitude of people. He was talking mm-hmm. to the 11 disciples who, who were left. He, he was speaking specifically to them. Mm-hmm. And if you've listened to our podcast for any length of time, you, you know we've addressed some of these things. And, and you kind of have to you know, take things in their proper context when Jesus is speaking. But so often we make the mistake of assuming that whenever Jesus spoke, he was always speaking to us today. And I'm not here to tell you, so don't get me, don't start thinking. People are already putting words in my mouth, Joel. I can hear them. <laughs> I'm not suggesting that we shouldn't go share the gospel. So first, hear that. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not suggesting that. I'm not suggesting that. But I think some people have, have carried this maybe to a, a religious level that maybe misses the point of, of this and, and does cause some of those things like guilt or confusion or condemnation because we're not doing our part. Mm-hmm. Um, but here he's speaking to the 11 disciples and telling them to, to go wait in Jerusalem. So, I mean, if he's speaking to me specifically in this passage, Joel, <laughs> I need to first thing I need to do is go to Jerusalem. That's right. I mean, wouldn't that make sense? Get over there. Okay. Get your plane so, ticket. Of course, we know that's not what he's saying to me and you to go to Jerusalem and wait. He's telling that to the disciples. Go wait there. The Holy Spirit's going to fall down, and there's going to be some wild stuff going on here pretty soon. So you go wait over there. But he talks about repentance and remission of sins. Again, most people see that word repentance, and they think it means avoiding sin, turn from your sin, get right, do it right. And all repentance means is to change your way of thinking. Remember when, when uh, Jesus said, re- you know, repent and believe the good news. Change your, speaking to the Jewish people who were stuck under that legalistic, burdensome law of works, the law of Moses. And he told them, you're going to have to change your way of thinking because the law was not really good news to these people. It just wasn't. It was a very burdensome thing. It had consumed their lives. And it still left them falling short of God's righteousness and, and acceptance. And so repent, change your way of thinking, and believe the good news. You no longer have to work under this old system. I'm I'm providing you with a new system, a new covenant I'm bringing in. And so it's the same thing here. Go on out there and share repentance and forgiveness of sins. These should be proclaimed to the world. Change your way of thinking and come to understand that forgiveness of sins has now been provided for all of mankind, because this was the risen Christ talking to these guys here. Right, yeah, and, and speaking of that, you know, that's what he said. He said, thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. And then this is what he tells the people who were right standing there right with him, and you are witnesses of these things. They, those people who who he was specifically speaking to, had witnessed him suffering and rising from the dead on the third day. He had appeared to them that same day that he rose from the dead. 
And so that's just to goes to show that he was speaking specifically to them. And then, of course, like you're saying, Cap, as people who have come to believe in Jesus since that time, what a great thing. What a, you know, what a wonderful thing to share with others this good news of, like what you were talking about, repentance, changing your mind, and the remission of sins. You know, our sins have been taken away. And the the thing that I like to, the the thing, something that I've come to see, because I've told people, I said, if, if I were to, the things that I enjoy talking about with people, if I were to compare it to like college, I would major in sharing grace and the gospel, and my minor would be the body of Christ, because I love talking about the body of Christ and how the body of Christ is a unit. It's one unit, but it's made up of many individual, diverse, and unique parts. None of us are the same. None of us, as we look at this so-called Great Commission, none of us goes about that in the same way. We don't all, like you say, go to Jerusalem. (laughs) We don't all wait there. And we don't all go to these various places that Jesus said uh, that they would go, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the end of the earth. You can just see that in in Acts 1.8, how, how Jesus had told them that, and how they were reminded of that. The thing is, each of us, when it comes to sharing the gospel and letting the people know of the good news, each of us plays a different part. We might not all go out there and preach. Like Just for example, you and me, Cap, one thing that we do as part of the Great Commission, we do this podcast. Not everybody is called to do a podcast like this. We know other people who work perhaps in a church service teaching the kids, or they, they work someplace setting up a stage so that somebody can preach the gospel. Maybe they cook meals for their neighbor. Maybe they do this, that, or something else. But not everybody is called to do exactly the same things. But it all works together when the body, when each individual member of the body does what they're called to do, then it all works together and the message gets out in the way that it's meant to. Sure, I I believe anybody can share the gospel in their own way, in their own place, in their own time. It just may, like you said, Joel, it may be entirely different from what other people are thinking. We're not all necessarily called to go out and stand on a soapbox on a street corner, you know? And so, yeah, some excellent points there. I'm looking at Matthew 28 now, another one of those uh, commission passages of Scripture. All authority, Jesus said, has been given to me in heaven and earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even till the end of the age. I I find something kind of interesting right before that passage, Joel, that we're so familiar with and we hear taught quite a bit when it comes to this thing that people refer to as the Great Commission. Again, these were disciples that were there with him, and when he appeared to them, It says in verse 17 of Matthew 28, when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. (laughs) Imagine Mm. that. It wasn't (laughs) just Thomas. We talk about the doubting Thomas, right? Right. There there were still some wrestling with what was going on here. And in another passage, I think it was in John, some were even trying to figure out if it was Jesus when they were out fishing 
Mm-hmm, and Jesus mm-hmm. told them, hey, throw your nets over there. And they were trying to figure out, is that, is that really Jesus? I mean, what's going on here? You know, so maybe there was an, an appearance factor. Maybe they weren't real close to him at that time. Maybe it was hard to, for them to make it out. But some were still doubting, even prior to this, this uh, commission that Jesus gave them. But again, he was giving it to, to the disciples to go out into the different nations. And even though he told them to go into all the different nations, Joel, I find it interesting that there was big arguments that took place in the book of Acts among Jewish believers as to where the Gentiles fit into all of this gospel stuff. Right. They used, they used to debate be, uh, amongst themselves, you know, are, are the Gentiles supposed to be a part of this deal or, or are they not? And, and to what point? And should they follow the law? And so they had all these things that they were still arguing about, even though Jesus told them, take it to the nations. Yeah, and I think as we... We're out of time for this one, but I think that is a big part of the whole take it to the nations thing, because a lot of the Jews thought that it was for the Jews only. They thought that it was still going to be them exclusively, but God revealed to Paul and to the various other apostles and people who would bring the message, he revealed to them that no, it wasn't just for the Jews, it wasn't an exclusive covenant anymore just for one special group of people, but it was for Gentiles too, it was for everybody in the world to uh, hear the message to receive it and to be given the chance to believe the good news of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ and what it all accomplished for us. Well, next week, we're going to talk about the phrase witnessing and why it's probably not what you think it is and how this whole thing about the Great Commission has really turned into more of a a marketing scheme for the church. That's next week on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.